And now we take you back in time to a place where cars aren't given the time of day. To the island of Sark, which is part of the Channel Islands in the southwestern English Channel. While Sark might be devoid of automobiles, it has plenty of horses and carriages. Michelle Perry lives on Sark and runs a horse and carriage business, and she's with us now. Good morning to you, Michelle. Good morning. How are you? Delighted to be speaking with you. It's wonderful. I've not spoken to someone on Sark before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first time for everything. There is a first time for everything. Let's Let's start at the very beginning. What's it like to live on an island without cars? Um, it's very special. Uh, you don't have to look behind you crossing the road or anything like that. Uh, it's a slower pace of life. Um, we only run the horses and carriages during uh, the, the summer season, um, so it quietens down in the winter. So it, it's very, it's it's just really nice, and it's so small here, and we've got quite a nice little community as well. I was about to ask you, how, how big is Sark? Uh, it's three and a half by one and a half miles. Um, and we've got about 40 miles of coastline if you go in and out of it all. It's, uh, and it's very high above sea level as well. So the views are fantastic. And what's the population? How many of you are living there? Um, it varies from time to time. We usually have about 600 in the summer and then with seasonal staff coming in and then it drops down to around five, just over 500 in the winter. And can anyone live on Sark? Um, yes, more or less. Anyone, uh, if they can find somewhere to live. We've had a huge amount of people come in with the um, Brexit transition. Uh, so there aren't very many free houses at the moment, but uh, yes, more or less anyone can, as long as uh, they're not gangsters or anything. We're we're very lucky. We have a nice community. We don't have to lock our doors, so it's quite special. Let's talk about the Brexit transition. Why has that led to an increased number of people choosing to live on Sark? Um, a lot. Of, um, I think somebody put a uh, wrote a booklet and put an ad in various um, internet areas and we had a huge amount of German people move over and French and people from from Europe um, and they sort of came and moved over here. Uh, some stayed for a year and then moved on elsewhere. Uh, life can be very quiet on start during the winter months and if you come from a town it's uh, a lot to get used to I suppose. How long have you lived there? Uh, I was actually born in Guernsey. I've been here since I was about a week old. My mum brought me back from Guernsey, uh, but uh, I've lived here many years. And I'm over 60. I like it. Well, let's get, let's get to the topic that we're speaking with you about, horses and carriages and no cars. Were you already a horse and carriage person before you went to Sark? Um, I started driving when I was really young. I was about 13 and then they brought in a law saying you had to be 16, so that gave me three years away at school and coming back in the holidays and getting part-time jobs, working in cafes and hotels and things. Uh, and then when I was 16, I took my, my, my test, and I used to just carriage drive in the summer. It was like a handy job to get some pocket money to go back to school and college and so on. Um, um, I actually went and trained to be a nurse with mental handicap and psychiatric nursing 
Um, but then my dad got ill and I came back to Sark and, you know, things just carry on and I, I forgot to leave and I'm still here. Indeed, you're still there and part of the mode of transport of getting around the island, you're quite, you're at the heart of it by the sounds of things. Um, yes, we have lots of bicycles and carriages. Um, as I say, they only off, um, operate in the summer months um, when, when the tourists come in for their day trips and we have uh, several hotels on the island. We do taxis to there and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, we're, we're kept pretty busy in the heights of the season. Now, I understand that the call's gone out for people to drive the horses and carriages. Um, yes, what, with having um, Brexit and COVID for two years, um, we closed our borders very early in comparison with everywhere else. And um, <clears throat> we were very lucky. Uh, we At one time, we had a bubble with the Isle of Man and people were able to fly in from there. And the um, COVID kicked off again in the Isle of Man and that all closed down. But it's been quite hard uh, the last few years, you know, with hardly any tourists and life isn't as we know it anymore. So it's, it's changed a great deal. In what way? Well, with the lack of tourists, a lot of people, we, we, we don't get um, funding from our government here. Um, so it's, it's a, you know, quite very different um, that, you know, you have to support yourselves. We can't go and sign on and things like that, like that you do in other places. So you have to make do and um, try and survive the worst of what was coming. But we're over all that now and we're opened up our borders and we're looking forward to a really busy season but it's quite difficult with Brexit coming in. We used to get a lot of foreign workers and all the paperwork and waiting um, to get permission for our staff to come in. It's been quite difficult to recruit people. You know, we get people come in from all over the world to the holidays or working jobs or travelling people who just want to have a break on start for a while. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been quite difficult the last couple of years to recruit staff. So if someone was listening right now, as they are, but if someone was listening and they're keen to become one of your drivers, what would your advice be for them? Oh, pop us a, a phone call or an email uh, with all your details and uh, we'll, we'll go from there, really. Thank you so much, Michelle. Let's go from there. All the very best for you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now.